Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Amir here. Uh, just want to give a little bit of an intro before the intro, a little introception. Uh, just to give some context, this is actually the first podcast we ever recorded about a, m- about a month ago. Uh, even though it is dated, we believe the conversations we had are still relevant to what's going on today. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. Peace. Yeah, but we're just trying to figure out like mm-hmm. how to spell it. Should I, should I intro the podcast? Are we doing a jingle? Huh? <laughs> no, Welcome no, no. to Cousin Connection. Uh, we should do, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Cousin Connection podcast. My name's Amir and her name is... Sad. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about interesting topics and life lessons we've learned in our 28 years of life. You don't sound like that. Mm-hmm. I could sound like that. You can't start a podcast during COVID and not talk about like the, the main thing. Is that our first topic? Yeah. Like okay. I know I, I had a, the other topic I mentioned a couple weeks ago when we were yeah. first talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's already past that month. I'm going to just hold it off maybe we'll for revisit. a couple podcasts. We'll revisit yeah. that. Exactly. Yes. I won't mention it yet. So it's something uh, we can keep for another episode. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have to mention or talk about COVID in a time in the times that we're in. So aren't you sick of talking? Like I'm so over the whole conversation of like, Mm-hmm. How's life in quarantine? Like, are we? Oh, no, no, no. But we can talk about like the positives of quarantine. Like, okay, so. Yeah, you're like one of the only people that I know who speaks about being in quarantine in a positive light and yeah. isn't talking about going crazy. So, yeah. Shed some light on because that. Because, like, of course, there are people who couldn't really or, or really suffered from COVID because mm. uh, they had family members who could catch it or they lost their job and they couldn't work. But I feel like Canada kind of took care of at least the individuals they took care of the individuals the businesses there's a whole lot that we can have that conversation y'all about, can't like, see businesses. my face right now <laughs> <laughs> okay she's giving me like the, a little bit of stank eye about that but like really they gave you really, know nigga? Really? they gave like two thousand dollar checks for individuals i don't know how per it worked month, per month two thousand dollars per month there's some people working that okay. much before and then apparently mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't really done my research on this mm-hmm. but trudeau is apparently asking for that money back which makes no sense no i think he's only asking it for it back from people who actually were working at the time and still received CERB. How? I need Don't to look into that. You were able to apply even though you were working? I think so. Or maybe like... Damn, I missed out on maybe that. Maybe they had like a, a, par- a part-time job and they thought they still weren't making enough or, or their hours were cut you so they still needed it. You have to put in your social insurance number. Can't they tell like your income and all that? I uh, honestly, I have no idea because I didn't... I unfortunately mm-hmm. was not... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't able to do it because I was still yeah. working. yeah. No, but I think the the point that I was trying to make is that like, let's say uh, yeah, you Canada were taking did a care of job than America. Yeah, like but always. also <laughs> let's say you were taking care of financially, you were fine. Like, the only thing that uh, COVID really affected was your social life. There was a lot of things you could take advantage of at the time. Like, I'm naturally an introvert, so I feel like COVID kind of went hand in hand with like my personality of yeah, staying but inside. If you think about that, mm-hmm. that's such a rare like. You have to be so lucky to be in that position because yeah, a lo- yeah. not a lot of people were able to keep their job, yeah. not be like like impacted health wise, mm-hmm. 
uh, and just affect their social life. Like if their social life was the only thing that deteriorated during COVID, consider yourself lucky. But I mean, Mm -hmm. unfortunately for the both of us, we both got COVID. I actually got it from you. Thank you very much. You're already going to call us out like that? Yes, (laughs) I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) Dora, we're COVID free now. We don't have anything. (laughs) No, but um, what I was going to say is that, okay, so let's say when COVID started, where were you? Okay, so... I went to Turkey and Dubai in like the end of October, beginning of November. Mm-hmm. And so when we came back from that trip, me and Hanan and Nabat like got mm-hmm. really sick. But we were just like, whatever, like it happens every time you come back from a tr- just change in climate. Yeah. We ignored it. Mm-hmm. I went on about my life. And I remember I was at work. Like it was like the maybe like mid January. Mm-hmm. And someone said coronavirus. Yeah. And I was like. Is that like some new internet? Oh, yeah, fad? I remember it was fr- it was called coronavirus when it yeah, first started. Yeah, it was called coronavirus. It had different names like uh, there was COVID nineteen coronavirus. Uh, well, there was a different name. Uh, there was another name. I mean, oh, we all know Trump now. called it Chinese. Oh virus yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the Chinese virus, super racist. the Kung flu. <laughs> oh my god, I've never heard of Kung flu. That's what he called. He literally called that on live TV in the press room. How the hell was he? And how know, like I just don't understand. But anyway, Trump is a whole other conversation. Yeah, like, we're just gonna. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I heard my coworker mention coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I I okay, I'm really ignorant. Like I yeah. choose to not watch What I month chose, was this in though? This was in January. Mm-hmm. So it was like starting to pick up traction. Yeah. But I didn't watch the news. I chose not to watch the news because yeah. I feel like it's just very biased and like if I want to know something, I'll I'll do my own research. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna just watch CNN or whatever, like mm-hmm. some biased news channel. Yeah. So I was like, Coronavirus? Is that like some internet thing? He's like are you living under a rock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, there's literally this whole like virus that's affecting China. And like, mm-hmm. they're afraid that it's coming to North America. Yeah. Then, um, February comes around mm-hmm. and like, I was still living like, like everyone was still normal in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was really late until like it legit, like there was a proper lockdown mask and all and everything. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. until like this time, this exact time last year, mm-hmm. the first week of March. Yeah. That they started talking about like, they started putting up like hand sanitizing mm-hmm. stations. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll sanitize our hands more often. And people are looking at you like, you're not going to wash your hands before you get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I didn't do it before. Why do I have to do it now? Yeah. Then all of a sudden they're like, okay, everyone, you guys are getting laptops for work. And we're like, I was like, yes, I get to work from home. Mm-hmm. That's sick. So then second Wait, week. Did you have the job before COVID? The one yeah. that you have now? Okay. Yeah. I thought you got that during COVID. Okay. No, no, no. I, I got it like four months before. Mm-hmm. So I was still new to the to the job too, okay? Like I was still training and everything. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when they like gave us these, li- it all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, guys, we're just going to like work from home for the next two weeks. Yeah. I was like, okay, sweet. Oh, like two weeks. See you guys in two weeks. weeks. <laughs> and I left everything at work. Yeah. Like literally my shoes. Yeah. My, some of my clothes that I kind of just like left that I would yeah. change the scarves yeah. or whatever, right? So I took some of my notes that I needed mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. Then we obviously got updates like every like three days. Like, yeah. They would email us and then eventually they're like, okay guys, so like we're probably going to be working from home until mm-hmm. like, like the end of April. Yeah. We're like, okay, soft, like four weeks, five weeks. Yeah. We can do that. Then it just continued and kept getting pushed back and kept getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. Then we're like in this full on lockdown. We're like, we just don't leave our houses. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, is this for real? Like, I'm not saying I didn't believe in it, Yeah. but it was just like, it all happened so fast and I just didn't understand like what yeah. it was. Yeah how you get it yeah like i was it it sort of so for me when it it was around maybe like february when we started hearing when i started really paying attention to this whole covid thing going down yeah 
and uh i think there was like a week where i was sick but i wasn't like covid sick i think i just had like a a runny nose or something Uh, but i remember my work forcing me to wear a mask at work what yeah this is before like everyone was wearing masks right so i started wearing a mask and i was like joking around about it because i didn't know how serious it was at the time Mm -mm. and i don't know if you remember but i had a trip uh planned for la to to me oh my god me too yeah my trip got canceled i just remember that you went i literally went okay so i left i left uh march 9th on the plane (laughs) hold up Mm-hmm. you left you literally left like the week a before day, a day literally a day before like i landed in did america did you know though like you knew about covid at that point. i knew about covid but i didn't take it seriously at that point like i didn't think i thought like the whole two-week thing would just be two weeks yeah me too so so i went to la uh and literally the day after i landed mm. i think trump was on the tv and he was talking about covid and telling everybody to like you know social distance and all that but they weren't saying to wear masks yet so we didn't know oh. what to do um and i also happened to go literally on the worst week in la yeah when i say the worst week it was raining right? it was raining every single I day remember. for 24 hours of the day there wasn't there was one day for six hours where it didn't uh rain and <laughs> only six hours yeah it was only six hours and we took those six hours because gizman at that point lived near uh universal studios right so we took those six hours i went with like um a couple of her friends a couple of my friends or actually no 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 it was just me, Gizman. And Nabil. Nabil. Exactly. Love exactly. That. Guys, by the way, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be on this trip. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Remember? I was supposed to be on this trip. But then you guys rebooked video. to go like a month later or something. Yeah, because I, like I said, I was new for work. And yeah. I remember I was like, oh, you oh, should like, I go? take the vacation so early. Yeah, yeah. And then I literally, my, my trip was planned like for mid uh, Easter weekend. Yeah. And so when I saw you go, I was like, okay, Amir mm-hmm. seems to be going out and about. So it should be fine when I go yeah. in three weeks. Yeah. Little did we know. Little did we know. And then... Uh, Your trip got cut short though, right? That's the thing. Um, so when it, we really knew... Ev- I think this is when everyone knew it was a real thing is when the NBA got uh, oh, yeah. canceled. They're not canceled, but like they, they put stopped. it on hold. They yeah. stopped it. And uh, thankfully that was like, I think... Actually, no, that was a day after the NBA because Universal Studios was still open. And mm. that day that we left, like literally two hours after we left, they said all parks were closed so and and the thing is i was like so sad because i was supposed to be disney world the next day <laughs> <You really thought. laughs> or disneyland you really thought i know but i was like and then and then my my dad called uh that same day like the nba was closed down he's like you better come home now like take your <laughs> rebook your flight whatever and of course at this point i still wasn't taking it fully seriously so i was like nah even gizman and me were like nah you know what let's if, if he's gonna if dramatic. he's gonna be quarantined anywhere for two weeks yeah. he might as well stay in in la and and just chill here even though the weather wasn't really that good yeah at least it was like outside of the city i could relax there right and just like regroup and everything uh so i stayed there for an for the week or a week and a half or something like that oh and um, you actually made it to a week i thought yeah i made it like but there was of course on the news every day they were saying borders might close borders might close and we didn't realize what that meant we thought like we we took it to the max we were like oh maybe they won't even let me back into canada from how bad it was uh, what would have happened though like had you stayed longer would they just not let you uh no, no they, they would let anyone any canadians in they oh, just wouldn't let in americans right okay but still at this point i don't think i remember anyone remembers but like we weren't wearing masks for a while like at least outside you didn't wear masks when you're on my way back i didn't wear a mask on the plane yeah i didn't wear a mask when coming back because it wasn't it wasn't mandatory it wasn't i didn't even have a mask i didn't know where to get a mask at did that other point. people wear masks on the plane? um was it empty 
Wait, there were people of, there were people wearing masks but oh. it wasn't made mandatory at that point but was your plane like emptier or were there still like a lot of people? Uh, no, it was full. Because if you think about it, oh, all the Canadians my. in in America oh, are scared yeah. and they want to go back. True. So I went on the plane, went from like Cal- to Calgary and then came from Calgary to Toronto. And uh, it was almost like a complete 180 because when I left, everybody yeah. was still in the office. All people were still in the office. Uh, it was still sort of like... Uh, up in the air what was going to happen mm. there no one was really sure it was going to happen moment i came back it was automatically you go home I, I had my laptop my work laptop already at home and just work from home 100 percent. like not even going oh, into the didn't office even like transition you just went no went straight from coming uh, seeing a full office yeah. to seeing an empty office well not really even seeing an empty office just working from home right until they figure it out and we thought it was just going to be two weeks. And then, of course, you, it continued to extend and extend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was the initial experience of the of COVID or like exactly uh, how it was brought down on us all at once. Or it seemed like it was brought denial. down all at once. You I were in denial too, right? I didn't cancel my ticket until... <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't t- cancel for a while. Because I th- I saw you there mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, fine. Like, he seems to be, you know, going yeah. out and about. So, yeah. we're not going to cancel our ticket. Like, mm-hmm. maybe... Maybe the two weeks will be up and we'll be good. Yeah. Um, and then the, I think we booked it with like Expedia or something, but mm-hmm. they ended up canceling the, the whole trip. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, damn, like, and that was my, f- that would have been my first time going to LA. So you know how mm-hmm. sad I was. I was like yeah. so bummed. Um, but I ended up going back to LA in, or to LA later that year, later last year. Yeah. When, it, when the rules were a lot more relaxed. Cause I think I went back too, right? Did you I went, back you went after time? me. We never went at the same time. We always yeah, we never did. took turns, but I yeah. went in... Did I go in October again? I honestly can't remember even when I went. Oh, shit. I just realized. What? I completely forgot about the whole fiasco of like actually getting to LA, how it took me like 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That's how, that's how traumatic it was. But like... No, wait. When you came back yeah. in March... Mm-hmm. weren't you like stuck somewhere no, no no it was when going to la i got stuck so <laughs> essentially we were we were flying to la it was already five hours into flight we were like basically over la and for some reason they're like we have to turn around they didn't even explain why they had to turn around but they went back to las vegas which is like another 30 minutes to an hour this was when you went in march yeah this is when i went in march oh and i, I thought uh, now i'm thinking about it maybe it's because of covid like there's there's a lot of planes trying to leave i don't know what's going on but um we landed in Las Vegas and they're like, okay, we're going to f- refuel here, check the plane and we'll leave in like 30 to 45 minutes. And then after 30, 45 minutes, they're like, okay, guys, we're going to have to extend this by another 30 minutes. And then after that 30 minutes, they extend it again. Did you stay on the plane this entire time? That's the thing. We stayed on the plane for seven hours, <gasps> seven hours on our seat. No. The, but thankfully, because... Uh, at this point, uh, people were unsure about traveling. Yeah. And I was dumb enough to actually travel still. The plane was fairly empty. So all I did was I, I got up from my seat. I went to the back of the plane, found three rows of seats or like the three seats next to each other that were empty, pulled yeah. up all the handles and just slept there. And even seven hours. Yeah, though? I slept for two, two or three hours and woke up and still waited like two more hours. Did they give you food? Uh, they came around with snacks. They didn't even give us meals. Like what kind of, did they give you pretzels? Yeah, they gave us pretzels. They basically almonds. gave us whatever was in the plane. <laughs> Salted almonds? Yeah, because we were on the tarmac, so they couldn't bring food to the plane. Like, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't. They didn't uh, let you, like. Uh, or actually, no, we were, we were actually, we were, we were taxied in, we were docked. Taxied in, whatever the But for is. some reason, they never brought food for us. I think because, because maybe. Can you not, like, 
That's what we sue thought. Them. We thought we could sue them. And I was like, you know I what? I bet you. It's not everyone started talking it. on the plane. You're looking over, like, hey, you think we can sue them for this? Like, <laughs> there were people who were talking like that. Really? They were getting really frustrated because there was a baby on the plane too. Oh my god. Yeah, and I thankfully they imagine. had food for the baby. Everybody's like looking at that food on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you got any extra? <laughs> Don't you buy snacks for the plane? Honestly, I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I bring snacks. Yeah, I, I, I think I had a little bit of food uh, before I jumped on the plane. I had like a protein shake and. Uh, of course, I had a protein That's shake. That's not food. No, 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 I had a protein shake and a burrito. Burritos are pretty filling. Burritos are. That's not a snack. That's a meal. Yeah. Oh. Because I because I knew that I wasn't gonna get a meal for another five hours. Yeah, but that's not what I thought of when you when I thought like when I say bring a snack mm-hmm. like you know you stop by like Tim Hortons or Starbucks. Oh no 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 for a five a hour whole flight. burrito. Of course. A whole like a, a burrito boys burrito. Yeah, I got like uh, the one the one they call huge or whatever. Oh, I know it's what like you're talking about. Fourteen hundred calories. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. No, but yeah, that's uh, but okay. So I guess the 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 main point was so after the initial shock of COVID, I was like, okay, so now we have all this free time. Like before COVID, a lot of my time, extra time, was dedicated to like going to the Islamic Center mm. to uh, work on the sound system there and and forcefully hanging out with me yeah that too (laughs) and just hanging out with people in general yeah um but now you could focus on yourself a lot more right Mm -hmm. so for me i'm a very since i'm very introverted i'm also very self-aware and i like contemplate a lot that's why when i go on my walks every day like here i tell you guys to go on walks (laughs) because when i go on my walks i don't listen to anything for 90 percent of it Mm. because i'm usually just contemplating just thinking about things uh thinking about past and it, and it can be overwhelming at times like where if you're if you're hyper self-aware you can overthink certain situations and like you might leave a conversation and be like thinking about a thousand different ways it could have gone like oh i should have said this yeah exactly or like why did i say it like that why did i act like that so yeah. you start to think like that so there is a balance that you need there um but and at have least you, have you always been yeah self-aware? i've always been did we just self-aware. not talk about it i don't think we ever spoke about it before no yeah, I think it started, it stemmed from, like, the fact that I was super quiet when I was growing up. But as a child, like, because I didn't speak for the first three years of my life. I don't know, maybe it stems from, like, some childhood thing. I wouldn't say you were super quiet. Maybe not around us, because we're... When I'm talking about early, I mean... The, early childhood. Like, zero to three. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't speak for those first three years. You were, like, mute for the first three years. You weren't mute, but, like, you just chose not to yeah, speak. Yeah, I just choose not to speak, basically. <laughs> I think that's what mute is, right? Like, you, you can speak, but you just choose not to. No. No? No, I think I feel it's like a it's, like, a mental block. But then, like, eventually you I think you, you want to speak, it. but you yeah. can't. Oh, okay. It's not, that you don't, it's not that you choose not to. I think mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't speak. Okay, I always thought that was just someone who's, like... Yeah, I guess... Okay, yeah, that makes more sense then. Imagine the power of, like choosing not to speak the power mm-hmm. where you could have spoken but you that chose makes sense not i to? saw a tiktok of a guy who said he was mute for like the first 12 years of his life whoa but because of that once he started speaking again um now anytime he does speak everyone pays attention to him oh my because, god that's amazing because like there's they're still so shocked by it that mm. they they feel like whatever he says must be important or they they just put more importance on whatever he says yeah so, you know, this, there's there's some you know benefit to it i mean you're, it's only three except years. for the whole <laughs> developmental issues exactly yeah but that's cool mm-hmm. so that's why i think the thing you can take from that is that maybe speaking less and listening more 
No, so we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> not everybody uh, follows that, but you know. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, these days it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you feel like? Because if you've always been self-aware, like, mm-hmm. what were the positive impacts that came out of? Oh, you can you can COVID? when you're when you're self-aware. So I started seeing like, okay, I have this time, and what are the things I need to improve in my life? Mm. So. um like you everyone knows me for working out you know being very physically active Mm -hmm. but there's two sides there's there's the physical part of your development and there's also the mental part of your development don't forget emotional and and emotional it's it's part of mental but yeah i guess that's why i'm I'm putting those two together um so i worked a lot on the physical but not a lot on the mental so i was still like very Mm. mentally stunted in a way like as a child kind of thing so i wanted to evolve i was like what actions can I take now with all this extra time that I have to develop mentally? So thankfully I already, uh, so my, my first step towards that was um, reading. So something I can do that apparently not a lot of people can do is I like walking and reading. That is so dangerous. I, I don't know how you do it. I don't, you do it all the time. You I re- almost got hit by a car because I was reading a text while Don't walking. you use your phone when you're walking? No, I, um, I just said I almost got hit by a car. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm walking on the sidewalk and not crossing was, a lot of streets. Oh, okay, okay, that's why. Okay, but, but still, you don't step on a crack or like trip over one? Mm, no, I actually had never have tripped while reading. And I never bumped into anyone either. I think it's because there's not a lot of people outside beginning. To but I would, with, right? but like, aren't you distracted? Like you're not actually absorbing what you're reading. Because no, no you're I'm fully absorbing it. Yeah. Looking L- up and like looking back down. No, no, no. I feel like I, I, I've never had an issue with it now. I've, I've been able to finish like six books that way. What? By just walking and reading. So like the first book I had, um, I just happened to see it first. First, I, I was like, let me start from a religious sense. Mm. So I, uh, and it wasn't even related to, anything mentally i think it was just to get me in a certain headspace i read a book called the lives of men which is basically it talks about like uh the life of a human from before birth to mm. like after death oh and it was a really good book uh, i think i got it with uh hassan once at a uh, one of my friends at uh or cousins hassan friend cousin <laughs> you're just gonna give him that cousin title huh <laughs> you're just gonna give him that cousin title let's just say hassan the person <laughs> but uh i got it i he got it with him at is. a mosque one day and yeah. i just had it on the shelf for like a good year and i just picked it up started reading it because uh, i wanted to get first into that like um you're mode just trying of to reading. like build the habit yeah build the habit essentially because mm-hmm. the thing that at least I benefit from, from working out a lot of my early life is that I built a good discipline with like eating, my eating habits, my working out habits, like being active. But yeah, you build a good discipline when you have a routine like that, where yeah. you're trying to keep yourself physically active all the time or physically fit. Uh, um, so I was able to take those practices that I've learned and kind of apply them, apply them to what I was doing now. So I would dedicate Every day, no matter what, I'll dedicate at least an hour to walking and reading. You walked for a whole hour? Yeah. So every day I would walk. Initially, before I started the whole um, reading process, I would because I had no gym, I would be running every day, right? So mm. I would run for 30 minutes around every single day. And I actually lost a lot of weight that way. Um, but running and walking, honestly, as long as you're doing cardio, it's good. So I so tried to mold these two things together, which was the reading that I was trying to do and the walking. And I started reading that book. And then the next book I read was called um, Quiet, which is talking about um, introverts because I identify as an introvert and I want to understand 
what it means to me be an introvert and why I might think this way. So I started reading that book, and that was also a book that was given to me by Hassan. So shout out to Hassan. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. Okay, just to, to diverge for a sec. Anyone who knows you in a social aspect mm-hmm. would not agree that you're an introvert because you've never, like, I know you yeah. well enough yeah. to say, yeah, 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 he's an introvert. Mm-hmm. But you're so, you have this ability to be so social too. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not the introverted introvert. I feel like you're an mm-hmm. extroverted introvert. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And if you read the book, that will, uh, there will be the examples of that. Do you have the book still? I think I gave it back to Hassan, actually. Damn, okay. Yeah. He still contact him and exactly. be like, so. <laughs> <laughs> I might be seeing him like tomorrow or something. So we'll see. I might be able see to see if something. you can uh, hit him up and yeah. like, can Sada borrow this book. No, but it was a really good book to understand uh, first the differences between introverts and extroverts. Mm. And then it goes deeper into what an introvert is and the differences, the different types of introverts and how uh, face value might not think that they're an introvert, but truly they are. Uh, so I read that book and made me understand why I might think certain ways. Mm. But then the next book I read was called Emotional Intelligence. That's a, which a is great topic. It's really good because having topic. emotional intelligence is is something that a lot of people are lack these days. Oh God, we're having a whole episode about this. Yeah. one day. Honestly, like when I read this book, because a lot of the things, the practices I I read in that book are things that I already kind of did myself unknowingly. Uh, and I think that's why in social aspects I can be very seem very extroverted. It's because I was I'm self aware enough to understand the situation I'm in and I'm like, okay, how can I supplement this situation? Like make it better. And I feel like making it better is by being more open, being more talkative, You're just being a good more time. Exactly. Like you 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 use your energy, like the positive energy to make sure that everyone around you is having a good time. Exactly. I remember all those times we would mm-hmm. like if I would vent to you, mm-hmm. if I would complain, mm-hmm. all you'd say is it's okay, just be happy. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. Right I know. Now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can be I can be annoyingly optimistic at times, but it's needed. Yeah, not all the time. Yeah, but it's needed a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I am still a realist. Like I'm very realistic about situations. Yeah, like I feel like sometimes like we'll have like a I'll just you know talk to you about something. Yeah. And we'll actually talk about it. Yeah. It's only times that like if we're going out and something annoys me and I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't even want to yeah. go anymore. And you're like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, yeah, like because uh, there's a, I know I'm talking a lot about books because it's, it's literally like m- the person that I was before COVID and the person I am now, I think it's the same, but very different at the same time. Because well, what were the what were who are the authors of the two books that you read, by the way? The first one about oh, shoot. Intro- uh, Do you know? Susan Cain is the one of the quiet of quiet. Okay. And of emotional intelligence, it's David. Shoot, I'm forgetting his name now. But Look it up if you can. Huh? David Coleman. Yeah, David Coleman. That's his name. So those those two books are the ones that, are from a mental aspect, at least let me understand what's going on. And then of course, after you read those, you kind of try and put it into practice. Um, but yeah, that's that was that was what I benefited from, from COVID. Like I, I started focusing more on my mental and now I'm kind of working on those things. And I feel like COVID, if you are in a place where you can take advantage of the time that you have now, because of course there aren't, everyone doesn't have that mm. advantage. Um, there's a lot of benefit that you can get from it, especially um, if you don't have someone calling up your phone all the time and telling you to go out here and there, help you with this and that, you know, you take that extra time. That's why I'm always like, how do you not have, when people say I'm bored, <laughs> I get so confused. I'm like, how are you bored? There's so much you can do, so much you can learn. This world has so much knowledge 
that you can that you can because uh, uh, you don't know what you don't know like you don't know what like you know what i mean mm-hmm. does that make sense like what? if you don't have an interest in learning a new thing mm-hmm. you're not going to just actively be like let me just go on google and search something up real quick yeah i guess it is a mindset in a way like yeah I have to, uh, yeah, because uh, I have to also be aware of, like, not everyone is like you. Know? Not everyone thinks like you. Oh, my God. That was a lesson that I learned in 2020. Mm-hmm. See, uh, and, and, you, and you'd be surprised how people that uh, are close to you, like, how different they may think. You, you might you might have thought of them in one way, but they actually mm-hmm. think in a completely different mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. COVID has exposed that in a lot of people that I have seen, like, uh, on social media when it comes to the reaction to COVID. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, that's what I benefited from. So what's changed about you then? Honestly, I think we, I, I pretty much did the same thing. I just used mm-hmm. different things. Like yeah. you, you learned a lot from books. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from podcasts. Oh, you started listening to podcasts? Finally? Podcasts and um, like YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like vlogs, but like actual like mm-hmm. educational videos. And I did like some research where I was reading articles and stuff. Yeah. But I, um, like I went into 2020 mm-hmm. already knowing that that was my going to be my goal. Like I didn't know about well, that COVID was going to hit us yeah. three months later. Yeah. But in my mind, I knew that the, like 2020 was the year that I was truly going to mm-hmm. focus on my mental health, mm-hmm. my emotional health. Yeah. And just like bettering my, like just the inside. Yeah. More than the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I was so, I was always so focused on the external part of me, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, you can beautify your your external beauty mm-hmm. so much, but you could be broken and like exactly. empty on the inside. And there are a lot of people like that. These exactly. Days. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like I had a tough year in 2019. Like let me mm-hmm. let me just like actually invest in myself. So like, I really got into podcasts, and it's like I don't just listen to them and be like that was nice, and then go about my day. Like mm-hmm. I actually would sit there and like really take in what was said. Like mm-hmm. and I listened to so many different types. Like not just ones from like girl like. I listen to one of my favorite ones is actually it's called um, the Mental Makeover podcast mm-hmm. by Lauren Curtis. Um, it's funny because she's a beauty guru from yeah. Australia, but I she like is so into mental health and I loved hers. Mm-hmm. There was a few other ones, too, that I listened to, but I took different perspectives from different people. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had different backgrounds and I mm-hmm. felt like I picked out all the things that I was able to apply to myself. And like I always felt guilty talking about quarantine in 2020 in a positive light because Mm -hmm. so many people were suffering but it's also like i didn't want to feel like i was downplaying my success in Mm -hmm. terms of like bettering my mental health yeah because of the discomfort of other people if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like i didn't want to push myself down just to make other people around me feel better yeah because i feel like i used to do that a lot Mm -hmm. like if i was good and someone else was like oh like i'm having a shitty day yeah yeah me too even though i wasn't Mm -hmm. yeah and it was so like why did i do that i don't know so I've always been in tune with my, like, I've always been self-aware, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like there were, a, there was a good chunk of my, like, late teens, early 20s where I was, like, hyper self-aware, mm-hmm. where I was, like, self-conscious now yeah. about everything. Yeah. Um, and I questioned everything I did. I was never sure. And I feel like to this day, like, I still have, like, remnants of it that I'm still working on, mm-hmm. but it was, like, such a thing that I was working on last year. And I didn't realize it until last year that like you can't just say I'm working on myself and just leave it as it is like it's actual work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you actually have to try and 
it's not like a one day one week one month thing like you it's active work like you're doing it on a constant basis you're doing like the mental check-ins you're doing you know like if i'm feeling a negative feeling why am i feeling this way and how can i change that Mm -hmm. it's not just uh let me overreact and like deal with the problem later like no it's more so of like having a healthy reaction to certain things is it okay to get mad yeah is it okay to get sad of course Mm -hmm. but you have to take the lessons out of like if you're sad why are you sad Mm -hmm. what caused you to be this way what triggered that emotion Mm -hmm. how can you you know if you're trying to avoid it or if you're trying to not necessarily avoid it but if you're trying to like react to it in a healthy way and like gain experience and like lessons from that like you know what i mean like i was trying to do that type of work with myself and i feel like i like i now to this day like i'm so happy with who i am so comfortable with who i am more than i've ever been and sometimes it like takes going through some shit ser- like yeah. shit experience and you went through some shit. It, it happens mm-hmm. it's life i feel like everyone could we could talk about that mm-hmm. another day but yeah. you know that though like as mm-hmm. shitty as it was mm-hmm. i'm so thankful because yeah. if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have put in all the work that i exactly. did now because i wasn't i neglected myself that entire mm-hmm. period and it wasn't until i got out of that experience to be like oh shoot like i'm a whole person mm-hmm I'm not a broken person. I'm a whole person. I just need to put the work in myself. Yeah. And I think anyone who's listening to this probably benefit from what you just said by saying, basically taking us doing a self audit every once in a while Yes. of like seeing, um, auditing your, your reactions to things, how you treat other people or not, or how you've treated people in situations, like kind of just looking over what you've done in the past and, and, how you can make how you could have done it better or maybe i love doing that huh yeah like it's 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 something that's basically what being self-aware is right yeah being aware of your actions and trying to change the ones that are negative mm-hmm. and maybe highlight the ones that are positive yeah and make them better so but you also have to be someone who's willing to accept that you've made a mistake and mm-hmm. correct it yeah not that many people some people i'm not gonna say not that many mm-hmm. some people don't know how to do that mm-hmm Maybe it's because they just believe that their way is correct all mm-hmm. the time. To each their own, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but you're not always right. Yeah. And, and no one's always right. Yeah. We know a lot of examples, you know, but yes, there are people who are in their ways. You know, you can't really yes get them out of those. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you, but you always try and treat that person, of course, with respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically do the classic thing of treat them how you would like to be treated. Yeah. Uh, and just move on basically like don't let it control you you know don't let it uh, uh affect you mm. your men- mental or mental what would you call it your your mm. mental state yeah yeah in a way like don't let it affect emotional you state. emotional state uh but that's hard too like imagine mm-hmm. like, you have to be strong within yourself to not let the negative energy of someone else affect you yeah because if i came in mm-hmm. and i was like super down mm-hmm I don't know about you, but like I'm very empathetic, so I take on the energy of other people. Mm-hmm. So, and it's tough because if someone that I'm close to comes to me and mm-hmm. they're upset and they're telling me something, I'm now going to take on that emotion, mm-hmm. and I get invested. Like, yeah, let's go take action. You, yeah. know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and that it's like if you're not strong within yourself, mm-hmm. that starts to take a toll on your own mental health. Yeah, and I think that's where we're sort of different. Like, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. When, whenever someone comes to me like that i try to immediately bring up their spirits mm. in a way like tell them to look to the positive what they might learn from the situation i do that now yeah but like but i'm still i still take on their emotions you still feel it like you yeah. feel it happening back on but you have to be aware of it and control that and, and try and tune it down 
but before it used to like really impact me mm-hmm. like it would bother me like it was my like i was going through mm-hmm. it too like oh you broke up with your boyfriend yeah we broke up with your boyfriend mm-hmm. like we both feeling that now yeah you know what i mean oh no i wouldn't go that far no but that's how it was and then yeah. i would like go through the motions like i'm here listening to breakup songs like really <laughs> oh no no that's too far man you can't be doing that. <laughs> i'm like why am i sad <laughs> i don't even have a boyfriend why no, am i sad no 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 no, no. i guess because maybe you can relate it to something that's happened to you in the past but still they can't let that affect you in that way i don't know like even like with like the mm-hmm. the work that i do sometimes like if you're talking like i'm talking to clients and they're crying because of a sob story yeah when i first started i didn't know how to like handle it so i'd cry with them on the phone and what? i'm like oh my god this is so at work yes mm. and i'd have to take like a good five minutes to like yeah compose myself wait what do you do again <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were in hr <laughs> <laughs> i work in pensions with pensions pensions yeah so like sometimes it's like older people yeah and like they have different reasons to cry yeah you know sometimes they just don't have enough money yeah they get a divorce someone dies something Mm -hmm. sad okay they they cry they vent to you on the phone and Mm -hmm. you're like oh my god i'm so sorry okay so (laughs) so i guess what we can how we can wrap this all up is that um we're different but we're the same yeah we're different but the same but in in general when it comes to the being self-aware so like what we've learned, I guess, to be more uh, self-aware, yep. uh, do more emotional audits or mental audits of your uh, actions. Both, and, yeah. Yeah, and and I guess there's a physical aspect, but I'll go into that another day where we're talking about, like, working out and all this stuff because I know I, I bore you guys all about how I'm working no, out. No, it's actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. I actually really admire how passionate you are about that. You know, like, I'm always like, I need to be more like I'll make a here. whole other conversation about that. I need to be more like him. Like, mm-hmm. dang, you know. Okay, so there's... Now we've talked about our personal dealings with COVID. Mm. So let's talk about like the general reaction to COVID, mm-hmm. mainly from how the government reacted yeah. and then how the people reacted to how the government reacted. <laughs> so initially, like we were talking about, we didn't know what was going on. So at first the government was saying, don't wear masks and save those for like the healthcare workers. Yeah. And then, oh my God, do you remember when there was a shortage of masks? Yeah, <laughs> and, and like everybody was trying supplies? to find them and where to buy them. Like, I yeah. there were people who literally hit me up because they knew that I was an essential worker. Like, I'm a technician, oh. but I work with um, waste management. Yeah, and there's always going to be waste management <laughs> needed. So, like, True. Uh, I technically had an essential job, so we had we got masks right away. I already had masks. I had the N95, like the really tough one that goes around your face and it's like yep. s- it, it almost constricts your breathing. And people were calling me being like, yo, can you get me one of those masks? Oh, my God. And I didn't I didn't know it was that serious. I was like, okay, I'll try. But they then... They probably thought like, yo, I have a plug that can get me N95s. That's what, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll help them out no matter what. You should have sold them. Literally the next day I went to work. Like at that point, it was already locked down. They're like, they knew that people were taking oh. masks. So they're like, nah. And, and, and I was going to give me like one or two people. I was going to start selling them or whatever. <laughs> just in case someone listens to this. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, so initially he told us not to wear masks and then they did the whole they did the whole flip where they're like, "Okay, now you have to wear masks." And I think that was mm-hmm. their first big mistake cuz they should have had that mask rule from day 1. But I think they were in denial just as much as we were. They were, but unfortunately that also made the people not trust the government as much. So mm-hmm. whatever the government said after that when they were changing the rules cuz people don't realize like the the scientists were learning as we were learning like they exactly. would they would learn something and give out that information right away and then maybe a month later they realize okay maybe there's a little tweak we have to make the information we 
gave out. Right. So they'll maybe make the rules more tougher or relax them a little bit. Yeah. But then at that point, you're losing the people's trust between the government or the, the doctors and the doctors and the people. Like that trust there was starting to get thinner and thinner because they're like, okay, just make up your mind. What are the rules we need here? And I feel like their initial response should have been like what New Zealand is doing. I was just going to say like they should have just been strict from the get go. Exactly. Like New Zealand has that rule where they, they shut down everything to the point where like you couldn't go. Point. Yeah, but you couldn't go At anywhere. One <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for one person. But yeah. you could you literally couldn't go 500 meters outside of your uh, radius. 500 meters? Or, or I think it's like half a five kilometer kilo- or maybe, is it I five know, kilometers? That was Australia where they yeah. had like a five kilometer radius. Five kilometer radius. Sorry, not 500 meters. Yeah. Um, but, and like literally everything was closed at that point. I don't know how grocery stores worked out. They were able to go to a grocery store five kilometers in their radius. They couldn't go anywhere further Okay, than that. so that's how they contained it basically. But yeah. I feel like they should have used, and they had a curfew I think too, right? <laughs> yeah, they had a curfew. Yeah, so I feel like those PM. rules should have been in place from day one of course because the doctors didn't know how severe this was or at least Mm. they were still learning they didn't know to put in those rules. but once they realized how severe it was they should have put in those rules right away i mean they were like reporting all those people like in china who were suffering like isn't that proof and it's i guess so yeah that's that should have been proof enough but they were trying to play like both sides they're trying to satisfy the people by not making them lose their business and but in the end all they did was make it worse for those businesses because uh now what sh- could have been maybe three months of a lockdown yeah turned into it's now it's a one-year anniversary literally from the day we're recording this has been like a one-year anniversary from when it really started to go down like when i mean the first lockdown started but uh, even then like that first lockdown mm-hmm. i'll be honest with you there were no like i didn't know what we weren't or what we were and weren't allowed mm-hmm. to do like i just thought okay we're staying home but we can still go to the grocery store and yeah. like Honestly, once you walk in, like, yeah, okay, you'll line up in, a, like, a meter apart. Yeah. The second you go inside, you're literally next to another person. Exactly. There's no social distancing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, the lines were so blurred. Like The it's, grocery it's, store thing is really what made me mad. Like, not made me mad, but it was, it was going against all the rules that they're putting out because... Exactly. If you go to a Walmart, the yeah. Walmarts are full of people. And they're all, like, right next to each other waiting in line. There's... you you Sometimes you do that awkward thing where they have the six feet rule. Yeah. And you look back and the person's, like, right up on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss Walmart. I haven't been there in a hot minute. Really? Yeah. Well, I go there every week and I don't... I never saw a change from before COVID for now. Like, from how don't many they, people I see there. They don't have the lines, don't they? They do, but a lot of people don't even realize that they're standing so close to you. I feel like ultimately the government didn't do what they should have done and all they did was make people mad over time and make them more and not antsy but like at this point they're like like just open up everything even though covid now mm. is worse than the covid that we had when we initially started because now we have the variants like I was talking to someone who's were actually works in the hospitals and the students are actually protesting in the hospitals because they don't want to work in the ICU units because there's so many variants that the the gear that the students have, like the PPE the students have, isn't as robust as the PPE that the actual nurses have. That's messed up. Yeah, so if the students start working in the ICU, they're most likely going to get COVID, and they're going to get one of the variants, which are, might mm-hmm. be even worse. Even though they're, the, the variants are more just, I think they're just more infectious. Wait, do the students get vaccinated? Because I know that most Yeah, yeah, like now now they're mostly vac- vaccinated. Are for you the getting most part. vaccinated? Yes. You I are? getting vaccinated. Yes. <gasps> No, okay. What if you start twitching? This is the one thing that COVID... Get, like, I don't know... What? What if you end up getting Tourette's? No, you'll be fine. Honestly, like, I think this is the one thing that 
I don't know why people in this last year, they just forgot how to think critically and think about the situation that we're in and how it doesn't make sense. Anti-vaxxers existed way before COVID. Yeah, and they were crazy then and they're crazy now. You think they're crazy? Yes. Wait, why? No, okay. So the thing is, vaccines, there are cases where people have had negative effects to the vaccine. Yeah. Um, But there's so few cases of that actually happening. And the overall good that it does kind of outweighs that. Of course, you're still like like people don't realize how bad covid really is like there are people who are literally saying bye to their grandparents through facetime that's so sad yeah just think about that situation where you're in you're like you lived your whole life with your grandparents they're like you literally have to say bye you know we're not going to see you ever again on facetime they close the facetime and they're dead that's literally happening every day and people don't realize that because they they don't i think people don't want to think about that when they're protesting against like these restrictions that we currently have they, and and it's, and it makes sense that they're protesting against these restrictions because it really is a negative. So it basically, the government stuck between a uh, a rock and a hard place essentially because they didn't take it serious enough in, initially. Yeah. That it prolonged this whole situation. Right. Because people say, oh, like they're they're trying to do this all for control, but if you look around the world, places like Australia, places like Did New you hear Zealand, what in Texas. Yeah, they opened up everything. They don't even have to wear masks anymore. They literally have no more restrictions. But they still have cases. Huh? Exactly. So now it's going to be a lot worse there. But and like, how is he even able to do that? Because the thing is, people don't realize how the U.S. government works is that the federal mm-hmm. government doesn't have the power people think they do mm-hmm. uh, because th- it's really it really comes down to the state laws they do say texas is the lone star state so exactly and it is and that's why and that's how every state has such different rules the reason all these states have such different rules is because all each state is almost like its own country when it comes to its laws and and rules and how they govern or not how they govern but yeah sort of how they govern but like the federal government they have to, in order to enforce any law across all of America, they have to go through Congress and through, go through the Senate. And it really depends on who controls the Senate and who controls Congress by what passes and what doesn't pass. So basically what you're saying is being president don't mean shit. Uh, no, they can put in executive orders. Um, but I believe, I'm not sure how it works, but I feel like, I think, I think the states also can decide whether they follow those executive orders and who's going to stop them really in the end. Um, that's messed up yeah so america is a a whole situation when it comes to covid but overall i feel like now the government's stuck between a rock and a hard place because they didn't need didn't do what they needed to do at the beginning and now it's like do we let the businesses still suffer until we can get everyone vaccinated and and that might even take longer because of all these anti-vaxxers that are coming out now or do we uh have less deaths like protect more people from actually dying yeah, so it's basically they're choosing between people dying and people having businesses or the economy. Rights and freedoms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's, between, it's between economy or people dying. And right now that's the choice that they have. Because but both are suffering right now. Exactly. So that's why they're in a rock and a hard place. Like, who do you choose? Right now, the government is trying to play the middle. Like, they're, they're trying to play in the middle of that situation. They're not trying to go on either extreme because they're scared of the reaction of the people. And... You know what? They, Mm -hmm. like, okay, first of all, you know how in Toronto last year, like, we were in a lockdown, and I'm using air quotes here, but a lockdown, because our lockdown was a joke for, like, the first six months from March onwards. 
And then they decided in like, what was it, like September or or August that they were going to open everything up? No, it was actually earlier than that. It, it was, was like in July? June or something. June or July? Yeah. When, like I went when to summer a, started. I went to a full on like indoor wedding. Yeah. And we weren't wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is really weird. Yeah. That they, you know, what's weird though, mm-hmm. is that they had servers that brought food to us because we weren't out and we weren't able to like get up. Yeah. So when the servers came around, mm-hmm. everyone had to wear masks or else you wouldn't get food. Yeah. And I think that's more of just a uh, legality issue. Like they, if the server gets sick or if the server gets someone else sick, like maybe they'll say, oh, they were wearing a mask. They were following health protocols. You can't really sue us for that. So I feel like that all comes down to more just a legality sh- issue. But OK, like this is like a totally off topic. Mm-hmm. But like if you're going to do some sort of indoor event, whether mm-hmm. it's a wedding or whatever it is you're yeah. going to do they're like how effective are those rapid tests like are they actually true uh the ones like to test if you have covid yeah like they'll give you like a result in like an hour or whatever it is i believe they're pretty effective because because right now that's basically what all of the hollywood studios use right and those places like for them getting a covid case is they think it's money mm-hmm. and they don't want to mess up the money so true. if they're using those rapid tests to test their uh like the people that are the people working that on the are set. there and also i think they do they actually do multiple tests so sometimes they'll do uh a test that takes a little bit longer but they'll right. do that like a few days earlier right and then they'll do a rapid test when you actually get there so it's kind of like they're double checking in a way so then i think mm-hmm. for like because you know how everyone has that argument of like okay well if you don't get vaccinated mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be restricted on what you can do yeah you can't do that you can't force people to take a vaccine but mm-hmm. You can force people to do a COVID test. You could do a ra- like to to yeah. enter certain th- like if they want to open things up and not force people to wear masks. Okay, do yeah, this that rapid was, COVID test. Yeah, exactly. That was the solution. I was thinking like, why why don't they? I guess maybe it's because of a logistical issue, or maybe there's not enough of them. But why don't they have these COVID tests everywhere? Like, let's say um, you wanted to go somewhere, maybe because yeah, I guess you don't want to. It depends on how fast a rapid test is, right? Yeah, I don't, that's what that's what I was saying. Like, how effective are they? Like, are they trustworthy? Are they reliable? Are they? Do you get an answer within fifteen minutes, or is it like two hours, or like what is it? I don't yeah, know I feel know. like it's in the hour range, like one to two hours or something like that. But if you're doing a wedding, mm-hmm. you can tell your guests, "Hey, mm-hmm. you're all going to need to do a rapid COVID test before." But who's going to pay for those rapid tests? Because those tests are not cheap. Are they expensive? They're expensive. Well, that's a price to pay if you don't get vaccinated. Exactly. So yeah, so you're so you're thinking about like after. Like, in, let's say in a couple of months from now when more people are getting vacna- vaccinated. I mean, Canada, they do Canada's dropping the ball. It. They're dropping the ball with they the are. vaccine. They so are. I don't even think we're going to be able to get vaccinated until the end of the year. No, I say I say maybe midsummer. Really? Yeah, because they said September should be the time when they're fully like everyone is vaccinated for the most part. That's but really you, close. But the thing is, not everyone has to get max- vaccinated, right? It's all about. You want a majority of the people to be vac- vaccinated. I think they said it should be around 65, 60% or 60 to 70% of people. If they have the vaccine, then for the most part, everyone is kind of good. Because when you get the, really? when you're vaccinated, you do get, I believe you do get COVID, but like. The symptoms are just not. Yeah, you don't get the symptoms and also you can't transmit it. Transmit it. Yeah, but what if you and I don't get vaccinated and we're part of the 40% that don't. Like we end up getting sick. No, you you might get sick, but at least you can't get the people who are vaccinated sick. So that's but up to you at know? that point. What are they going to do? Have like a friggin' scarlet V on their chest? <laughs> that says uh, no, no, no. Like <laughs> once the government, no, once the government knows that more than sixty or seventy percent have been 
vaccinated. You think they'll open things up again? Like normal? Yeah, I think they'll open up things again. And because then the numbers at least, because the reason that we have lockdowns mm. is because the ICUs are overloaded. Yeah. Right? Like, if you think but about like, it. Unless you really need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Like, wh- why are you going? Because you feel sick? Well, the issue is that because all the ICUs and the whole hosp- hospital is focused on COVID and, yeah. and overwhelmed by COVID, all the people who have, there are still regular sicknesses. There I are know. still cancer patients. There are still people who need surgeries. All of these things are being put on hold. Like imagine put on the back burner. You're cutting up some vegetables. You chop off your finger. And now you're like, shoot, if I go to the hospital, I might get COVID. Is it my finger or COVID? Which one do I pick? That's, yeah, see? so like, That's y- so scary. Yeah, and... and uh, so that's the main that's the main thing that people don't realize. Like, the reason we have all these lockdowns is because mm-hmm. the ICUs are overloaded, and but the lockdowns aren't effective. They are. So when people say they're not effective, it's like we have a clear correlation. Whenever the lockdowns are in place, the numbers yeah. go down. Whenever they're not in place, the number goes up. So it there is a correlation there between the cases, and but I'm just saying the, the lockdown way, measures. The way that the lockdowns have been orchestrated that's the word they're not like we the whole grocery store example yeah you'll stand a meter apart in the line when it's like freezing cold and you're outside for two hours yeah and then you go inside and you're just like hey you could high five anyone and you know what else i don't understand Mm -hmm. the whole gloves thing what gloves thing people wearing gloves like why are you wearing gloves you're still touching everything yeah but as long as you don't touch your face as long as you don't touch your face with the gloves and you're fine like, unless you change the gloves every time you do something new, it doesn't make sense to wear gloves to me. Well, that's probably what they're... If those people are wearing gloves, like, if people are taking the measures of actually wearing gloves... Yeah. I feel like those are the type of people who would... People who would, like, buy, uh, before they get into their car, they take yeah. off their gloves. Because I have seen sometimes at, like, Walmart parking lots, there are just gloves on the floor. That's so annoying. It oh. is annoying, but th- I guess that's what they do because... That's whatever, so but up. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Uh, I still don't understand the whole anti-vax situation. This all started throughout COVID. They're like, how can we trust that it's going to be uh, because used properly? Or how, how, can we be, how can we trust that it was tested properly? Like, but the thing is, there is this inf- the information is out there. But if you think about it, people are like, okay, the, the first issue is like, how do they get it out so fast? Yeah. And the reason they got it out so fast is because all these companies were working and focusing on one thing. And yeah. and a lot of the um, the things that make these vaccines take so long or these certifications take so long is because the certification process itself, the paperwork and all that, is usually what uh, holds up a lot of the um, process of actually making a vaccine or making some type of medicine. But you know what makes me nervous? Yeah. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: Do these companies really care about saving the world, or do they care about making their million dollars? Well, to counter that, it's like, does a company want that? Be- if, if something did happen to someone or mm-hmm. like it was actually turned out to be really bad, mm. does, uh, does the company want that type of publicity? Because if, if they have a bunch of bad cases like that, that company is done for. No one's going to no, trust I that know. company ever again. Their, their goal, of course, is to make money and everything. And, and, but they do, of course, have a lot of doctors who are you know, working for the good of the people. But the company itself, of course, wants to make money. but And they also want to make sure it's tested probably because they don't want the backlash if something does happen with one of their vaccines or if it, it does end up having some type of negative uh, effect on people, right? 
So yeah, but how many times have you seen those infomercials? That's like, you know, that music like da da da. If you've been one of the victims affected by da 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 da, yeah, please call this number so you can get le- seek legal action or whatever. But everyone's eyes are on the COVID vaccine, so it's it's harder to exactly miss that's this where type the, of thing. That's if it's actually where the anti vaxxers come from because they're any other vaccine took years to develop. But the reason it took years is because of they're waiting for grants for a lot of these vaccines. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for the certification process to be done. They're waiting for the paperwork to be done. But when all these companies are working towards one goal, a lot of those processes are fast-tracked. All the things that usually held up these doctors are being fast-tracked. So they don't have to worry about funding. They don't have to worry mm-hmm. about certification process. True. They can test these people uh, the moment that they get certified to uh, actually go through clinical testing and testing it on people vers- after they've tested it on animals first. So and and they've and they say like they've tested it on forty five thousand people, not one death from this, not one death. I also heard some shady things about who they were testing it on, but okay. Yeah, but these are things we hear. None of them are. None of them are. Um, when you when you when you receive this information, yeah, you have to make sure to check multiple sources. But yeah. a lot of these things don't come from multiple sources. They come from one guy in his basement <laughs> in the middle of like why he got to be in the basement. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> why he gotta be in utah <laughs> i don't know i just i just said some random state okay? i know i know i know <laughs> but yeah it's just frustrating that there's this whole anti-vax situation that just recently gained a lot of steam during the uh covid uh, vaccination process and i feel like it's really going to set us back from how fast we can get out and then of course that's one side of it but then there's also mm-hmm. the side of people who don't like the lockdowns and then you have states where well at least in america's case where that are have no restrictions and that will bleed over to other states and it just Texas, makes it we're looking at you exactly Florida, and we're looking you know at you too. and and, and uh, a lot of this can be prevented, prevented yeah. from happening by just following the rules of the restrictions imagine and how great of a society we would be if everyone followed the rules yeah and and we would be in a lot better place if people just initially from the beginning that's followed even the minimal set of rules, but people weren't following those rules. Because, no, listen, I think if they had exaggerated it, mm-hmm. yeah, like, maybe that's a crime to, like, exaggerate a virus. But if they said, if you catch this virus, you will die, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure people would have followed the rules. Yeah, and, and we, and, like, uh, I know it affects older people a lot more, and that's what a lot of people say, like, oh, this is only for older people. Why not just let the older people... Um, a lot of young themselves. people died too exactly there are a lot of young people dying you just don't hear about it as much And th- but there are a lot of young people dying there are a lot of examples of this but that's, yeah. that's being pushed down and I feel like this whole propaganda of it all being fake or uh, it not being as bad as it really is is what's really at the forefront and it's kind of making this all a lot worse than it really could be and of course there are a lot of doctors and nurses who are suffering from this committing suicide from this really quit- yeah there's a lot of uh healthcare workers who are or literally like killing themselves out of the out of the trauma that they're re- witnessing at the hospitals and how oh they feel God. like no one cares for them because uh of the reaction to covid like it's a real thing it's just it wasn't communicated properly and, and it all comes down to communication yeah like it wasn't communicated properly it wasn't treated as severely as it should have been treated initially and it led to us a year later still being in this um, situation. And maybe for another year, we'll still be in this situation. And people... Let's not... Huh? Another year of this? I don't know, man. We'll see. It it really depends on... Like, I know uh, things aren't going back to normal anytime soon. But mm-hmm. a, a year, another year of this? Yeah. 
Come on. That's yeah. a toxic ass relationship. It's like a toxic relationship. Yeah. It, it's, Just when it, you think things are getting better, it's like, nope. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and it's, and, and it's understandable from both sides. Like mm. even we got COVID because we got COVID because we didn't follow the rules completely either. Yeah, you're right. So that was our do- we're know, one of those people. We're one of we, yeah. And, and the thing is though, like, Look at how different our symptoms were. Mm-hmm. You had a headache. Yeah, I had a headache. That's it. <laughs> That's all you had. Mm-hmm. I had every other symptom. Yeah. Except for the shortness of breath. Yeah. I lost my sense of taste, smell. I had the body aches. I mm-hmm. had the chills. I had the fever. I had the cough. Mm-hmm. I th- I didn't think I was going to die. Yeah. But I was definitely like not okay. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating all around. But um, I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see you for a month after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. See, so we, we, we actually <laughs> followed the rules after that. But unfortunately, it took us actually getting it to yeah. truly understand uh, the, the severeness of this uh, COVID thing and how unpredictable it is. It only, it really, honestly, it just takes you getting it yeah. or someone in your family getting it and maybe passing away from it yeah. for you to truly uh, understand the severity of the situation and take it more seriously. And uh, you see that in everything not only when it comes to covid like it's just it's human nature in a way right like yeah sometimes you need to suffer from the consequences exactly exactly to understand a lesson yeah understand uh the situation unfortunately we have to learn that way but you know it is what it is exactly yeah so uh i think i think that's where we're gonna end it hopefully some of that was somewhat entertaining no, no, that was an interesting, conversa- interesting conversation. There's a lot more probably to it that we're leaving out, and it'll just probably come up in other conversations, but will. we're going to leave it at that for now. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for listening to the... Thank you, guys. This are we calling... What are we calling this? Uh, cousin Connection? <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about how we came up with that name. <laughs> how mm-hmm. I came up with that Oh, name. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you, quote, unquote, came up with that name. Come guys. on, tell them. Okay. So... I think it was like a year ago, maybe even more than a year ago. I I, I kind of brought up the idea of like starting a podcast to you. Mm-hmm. And you were like, eh, eh, maybe one day. Like, you know, it wasn't something that you were like yeah. jumping to do. So then, um, you know, Amir got really into podcasts. I got into podcasts and he, you know, we had this conversation one day where you were like, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, really? Really? Like, mm-hmm. are you joking? And he mm-hmm. had like a whole like written plan Mm -hmm. and so we like talked about it one day and he sent me a google docs and the google docs had like topic ideas name like uh, ideas for what the podcast would be called like etc all those all the good stuff Mm -hmm. and so i did look at it i did Mm -hmm. i looked at it and i was like okay cool we will revisit this Mm -hmm. again when we like start the first episode so the day that we were initially supposed to start recording he brought everything and i was so excited because in my mind i thought of the best name Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, Amir, I figured out a name for us. He was <laughs> like, what is it? I was like, Cousin Connection, because, you know, we have a Cousin Connection. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, really, nigga? Are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> and I was so, like, confident, like, this is my idea. And he was like how are you just gonna steal my ideas did you not look at the document <laughs> yeah and i was like what are you talking about and so we literally just pulled up that google document and it was the first literally the, the first, first name. name i was like oh shit really? <laughs> <laughs> like, my bad i knew i saw it somewhere <laughs> yo in my brain i was like 
<laughs> she's joking i legit thought you were joking at first no i was like dead ass <laughs> like i really thought i thought about that i was like what a beautiful name it's great oh my god and and the funniest thing is that like, the way that i built it up to him mm-hmm. i was like yeah I was, I was thinking about this all week and i was like you know trying to picture our logo and he was like okay what is it and i was like cousin connection <laughs> like what and i pull up the document i'm like what did that say on the first line <laughs> names for podcast first one cousin connection i oh can't believe God. i did that and i couldn't stop laughing because i was like wow the audacity <laughs> like, the actual audacity <laughs> okay guys uh thank you for listening i know this one went on a bit long uh but you know this uh, we had a lot to say exactly. okay we had a lot to say and we appreciate all of you for listening um tune into the next episode to hear more of our thoughts america we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.